Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Cool Zone Media. Okay, look, I'm making a time traveler disclaimer here. All right, this is future me, which is about four days ago for you listening. If you listen on the day this drops, I recorded the following podcast like in December. And then the year started and I was trying to figure out stuff with Terraform Cold Brew, which uh, I'm out of money. So I don't know how much longer it's going to last. So please buy merch. There is Terraform merch and I'm still raising money to try to get. And by raise money, I mean saving my own because luckily I don't owe anybody for praise the Lord God Almighty. I ain't in debt for Terraform because I only owe myself, you know, which is still a lot of money, but still. Anyway, so this show you're about to hear the reason I'm still playing it is because I still stand by the ultimate point for which you will see later. The subject of this point is Nikki Haley. When I recorded this, there were many more people running to be the, the nominee for the Republican Party. I still, we all, nobody needed no uh, crystal ball to know that like it was going to be Trump. Vivek was a sideshow. Tim Scott didn't stand a chance. And I've made the some other points before about Nikki and old Ron DeSantos. Anyway, a lot of things have changed. One thing I would add now saying this is that, I, again, I still stand by the point, but the little bit of credit I was giving her, I now have to completely retract. When on the first episode of this year, of this season, I talked about how she admittedly, how she admittedly admitted, you like that? How she admitted racism was real. I was like, great, thank you. And that you experienced it. The problem is she wouldn't go as far as to say as we still have a problem with racism. I get it because of who your demographic is. You're, you're still running in a Republican primary, so you have to have your head in the sand and pretend like nobody ever did anything wrong. So I get that, except for communists. That's, that's the only evil. I get it. But then later on, not only did the sister say we America doesn't have a racist racism problem, she went on to say it never did. Outside of just how preposterously anyone would, I don't care how racist you are, 
come on, fam. Like now you're just being ridiculous. But the thing about, and this is going to be, for most of my listeners, not that hot of a take, but I think it needs to be said. The dagger for me was, like I said before, when she said her mama told her, which might just be a coddled together story for the mic, which I get, but just, hey, your job's not to show them how you're different, but how you're the same. Fam, that's that's assimilation. You're whitewashing yourself. You're trying to fit in by shrinking who you are. While it sounds great at first that like, yeah, you know, you need to show like, dude, like you cut me open. I'm the same person. The the signs that Martin Luther King carried for the sanitation um, boycotts, when the signs that said, ain't I a man? Am I not a man? I'm a man. Like I'm a human just like you are. Like those are important things to do. But that's not what the way she meant. The way that she was communicating. Now, I can't get in her head, but I can get in, but I can hear the rest of the things she's saying. What she communicating is, I'm safe. You can feel comfortable around you because I'll hide the things about me that make you uncomfortable. I don't know if the flag can get any Mopai root in that. And for the record, your job ain't to show nobody nothing except for to be yourself and expose them in you being yourself to the beauty and the majesty and the humongousness of the world that we're in. They should learn something. You learning something, they should learn something. Remember in the I'm Not Black, I'm OJ episodes, I talked about the one black man in the 19 people charged in the RICO case with Trump. How we as a community can look at that man and be like, are you really surprised? I think there are some things that can stretch to the full diaspora of of people that season a chicken. Nimarada, like... Don't act like you didn't know. You was bending yourself into a pretzel. Vivek, the same thing. Tim Scott, did, like, y'all act, there is no way in the world you thought you was different. You really thought them white people was going to accept you? At least Vivek had the nerve to not try to hide his name. Like, Nikki, that might be your nickname, but nigga, yo brown walks in the room first. And I, why it, Why in the world would you think that that party, like people, like, like, listen, dog, like when you dealing with folks that had already decided that eugenics is real and something wrong with you based on your, or that you are different than them based on your color, they've made that thing that's not true, true by your actions. Yes. Take a DNA test. Do your, 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 your 23 and me, which I did, which I think is really interesting. Congratulations. You're 99.9% .9 just like every other human. But Social constructs in practice are real. We are treated differently because of our skin. Why in the world would you think you was any different? You really thought them white people was going to vote for you? You like, look, look, you could sing their songs. You could wear their clothes. You could you could change your diction. Black people could tell their sons, don't ever wear no hoodies. You know, always wear a suit. Speak clear. Get an education. You a nigga in a suit. I just, I don't know anyway. But on paper. She they black thought. And this is and the reason and part of the reason why I think so is because she was actually down to act like she not different than everybody else. All right. Enough preamble. Let's just ramble now. Hood politics. I am well aware that every world, whatever little subworld you live in, has their versions of the mainstream and underground motif, the super popular and then the super obscure. The more you are into 
and prefer the indie underground version of something, usually the more annoying you sound to the masses. Because <laughs> there's a reason why the big box number mainstream people is the fact that they mainstream. Some of it's money, some of it's you know, marketing, it's resources, and others of it is because it just appeals to more people. Listen, I, I watch Marvel movies. I'm sorry. I don't know no obscure comic book lore. I don't know. But I am well aware these are a trillion dollar budget. So the ones that can take their time to do really specific, dope, niche, incredible stuff is probably better. I'm just not into it because I'm not going to do the work. I say this as a hypocrite because I'm like that about coffee. I'm not pulling up to your little corner Starbucks. That's corporate coffee. I want to find a dope shop with the single origin Yurka chef, natural process, you know, the honey process. I'm looking at your espresso machine. I'm looking at the pour over bar. I'm judging if there's like coffee grinds around the thing. I'm looking, I'm checking all that. I want to see all that. I want to know what scale you using. If somebody say to me, oh, my favorite coffee is Pete's coffee. I'm like, conversation done. But there's a reason why pizza Starbucks is everywhere. Everybody got that. You gonna name me some band I never heard of, the Stomping Elephants, when I start talking about Incubus. And I'm sorry, I ain't never heard of no damn Stomping Elephant. And they might be a better band. They fan base is never, despite the talent they have, they fan base is never going to match the fan base of Nickelback. Matter of fact, the last number one rock song on the Billboard charts last song that was a rock song was a Nickelback song. So it is what it is, y'all. Yet and still, it's the year of our Lord, 2024. And still the only thing that can parallel or even surpass the polarization of our politics is one question. Top five dead or alive. Hood politics, y'all. All right, listen, whether we talking basketball or rappers, and I'm going to stick there because those are the things that I know most about as to what I'm going to take this show to. The top five argument of many barbershops and barbecues. And if you among black men or just men in general, which I think we are so funny about, like the passion for which we speak about these things is it's. It's pretty funny. I've recently seen my homegirl, Brittany, she was doing a stand-up and she was just talking about how, man, straight men, they just, they're not really as straight as they think they are because you could ask them about their wife and they're like, oh, she's the greatest woman ever. Then ask them about LeBron James and they're going to run down facts. Listen, the first one to ever do, and when he was 17, he did this like, <laughs> she talked about how you have no leg to stand on when referring to like Swifties in the Bayhive when it comes to our sports fandom. Man, straight men definitely cannot wait to go to play a sport where they all dress up in matching uniforms, they get matching outfits, and they go to a place called golf where for centuries women were not allowed. So no girls allowed and let's all wear our matching outfits. It's pretty funny. She's like, it's pretty, I don't know. And it... Now, Brittany is is a lesbian, so she could crack these jokes. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, uh, Brittany hilarious because she's right. It's like we go into these places and we wear the names of other men on our backs and we ready to fight people over 
for-profit organizations that we make a whopping zero dollars a year. I don't own no stakes. The Lakers have never paid me anything. <laughs> and we wearing their names on our backs talking about we won this week. You did not win. You are not a Laker. But yes, I am. Anyway, top five, dead or alive. And usually you find the discussion breaking along lines of generation. My dad trying to convince me that Oscar Robinson and Elgin Baylor and Will Chamberlain were just unmatched. And then you show me the highlights of these dudes in these little teeny shorts. All I can hear is the Harlem Globetrotters theme playing in the background. Them running around and and chest passing and one-handed dunks that are just, I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. There's just a generational problem here. Like, I don't see it. He telling me this as I'm a child watching Michael Jordan, you know, jump from the free throw line, right? Drop 73 points on fools. I'm of the Kobe era. So why you telling me about this other, like, I, like I got to watch you know, the NBA inside stuff like era, you know, the 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 gold, like the golden age. And I'm saying the golden age probably because that's my generation. So it's hard for me, like, and I'm from the West. So if you ask me top five dead or alive, I'm gonna keep naming Lakers, except for Jordan. He on there. Now, it, you like, I just, there's some of this stuff that's just like inarguable. Like, you're not going to have Magic Johnson. You're not going to have Kobe on this list. You got Magic and Kobe. Well, you got to have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then if you're going to go old school, hell, the logo is Jerry West. I just don't, I, I mean, and Jordan, of course. Now, I know all you LeBron sexuals are going to get real mad at me and y'all listen to me, hood politics, that like LeBron can do no wrong. They got stats on like, like right now I was watching his last game and they were like, LeBron, the oldest in the NBA to ever get five steals at this age. I'm like, y'all, like, come on, fam. LeBron James, the oldest in the league to ever at this age tie his shoe with his left finger. <laughs> Just LeBron said like the man can do no wrong, right? Which is obviously how I feel about Kobe, but again, West West. And we can argue over all time. You could you could bring up bring up whoever you want to bring up. Now as it's hard to not argue Steph Curry. Like I don't know nobody with a shooter stroke like this. So you find that it breaks along lines of generation and then lines of region and then just lines of of taste. And then we're just yelling at each other. Like who won the battle between Jay-Z and Nas? Like and then here's what's crazy. You you get a little homie trying to argue with us that like, you know, Future and Young Dolph, and then you're just looking at them little weirdos like, what? There is no way they're in the conversation with the people we talking about. But then again, let me be real, because the OGs older than me will to this day say like the God MC is Rakim. There's no greater rapper. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I just, I was too young for it. I get I get his, what he did for rap. I get what he did for that. Like no one rapped like him. Like that I understand. But then again, you know, nobody rapped like designer. I get bras at Atlanta. Ooh, hit a cause at the scanner. Ooh, take this Atlanta. And some could argue Young Thug. Like nobody rapped like Young Thug. Like the, the way he's taken fashion and using that weird high pitch that he got and made it a thing. Like, I, like I'm not going, as someone that just loves hip hop, period, I'm not going to argue with you. Top five, that's a stretch. But look, as time goes on, how you going to not have Wheezy? How you going to not have Wayne on it? 
I, I don't understand how Kendrick is not in your top anything. Cole, you can't argue Cole. Like the times have changed, you know, uh, you can't be stuck in your ways and not have brothers like that on there. You can't, I mean, Nikki, like you got, like you gotta have these people on your list. They now have bodies of work that prove it now. And of course these conversations are clearly and obviously subjective. But there are some things that are objective because of how long hip hop's been around, the longevity of somebody's career, the success of their albums, commercially or otherwise. Like these are verifiable numbers, the intangible of the effects on not just hip hop, but culture as a whole. And I'm going to argue when it comes to hip hop, there's really the list is closed of the top five dead or alive. It's MJ, Pac, Nas and Big. Uh, there's kind of, it's kind of unarguable. Now, listen, these are not my favorite rappers, nor do I think are the best rappers, but they're inarguable if we're just going to say top. Now, the question is, are they the best? Well, now we need a rubric. We got to talk criteria. The next question would have to be, well, what about the specificity? Now, let's get nerdy here. Now, you, when it comes to hip hop, your boy can get nerdy. The specific art of rapping. Pockets, flow, entendres, topics. There are some things where the Venn diagram is perfect. Somebody like Jay-Z, when you go through his body of work, it's kind of like, this is undeniable. And I'm saying this as like a West Coast, I bleed the West. It's, it's kind of undeniable. And Marshall Mathers, Eminem, same thing. Absolutely undeniable. There's not a corner in the house of rap or hip hop that he has not mastered. I just, you, he might be a meme now, you know, of course I can't stand it, pulling a ham sandwich out the damn Camden. I get it. He's a meme now, but as the art of rap, I'm sorry, y'all, all the way down to making radio sync, like there's, there's just nothing he can't do. Some people would think that even my list of like the intangibles, like not having Snoop on it is sacrilegious. And that's, that's a good argument. It's a good argument, but who do you take off? These are things that ruin group texts. But when it gets down to the art of rap, the caviar of it, you know, you could prefer a hot dog over a filet mignon and you could make an excellent hot dog, but a hot dog is not filet mignon. There are rappers who are just chef's kiss elite. And it may not be what you like. And a lot of these brothers didn't really sell as many albums as the other guys. I'm going to quote Jay-Z. Truth be told, if skills sold, I'd probably be lyrically a Talib Kweli. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like Common Sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like Common Sense. I think Common took that to heart and started making some hits. But anyway, the point I'm making is the skill doesn't always equal the position as the top dog. I wonder if y'all could pick up where I'm going with this politically. And then sometimes it does. Somebody like a Ludacris, Ludacris skill-wise is, is pretty untouchable, right? But I'm gonna start getting a little more obscure for you. Fonte from a group called Little Brother. Elzai, Lupe Fiasco, come on y'all. Boy can rap. My personal favorite, one of my personal favorites is AC Alone from Freestyle Fellowship. And my absolute favorite rapper when it comes to stuff like this, Feral Monch. Go look up Simon Says. You'll know who I'm talking about. 
but who has strange enough become the de facto figure of someone who is probably better than everybody, but is never the choice. Is black thought of the roots. He's probably the best. It, like, he really is. But he's not our choice. I'm going to argue and prove to you in this podcast that in this GOP race for second place, we've seen this before, where probably the best choice, even if you don't like them or not, like, I listen, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of none of these people I'm about to talk about. But within their space, there's a black thought. And I'm going to argue within this new 2024 GOP race. That's Nikki Haley. Let me talk to you about it. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs 
partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. So yeah, <laughs> Nikki Haley, the black thought of the GOP right now. But I'm, now listen, I'm not saying he is like her or she is like him. I'm saying in the sense that she's probably the most qualified out of all these people, but she ain't gonna get it. As, at least at least as of now, what I think, you know, I could be dead wrong, but it, look, I, I could be dead wrong. But before we get into that, little update on what had happened was, So check this out, man. Here's what's going on. I just got back from a three-day board meeting with this org I'm on the board for called Search for Common Ground. If you know my history, you know that before I was on a board for this org called Search for Common Ground, I was on a board for this organization called Preemptive Love. These are peacemaking organizations, which are peace building is a little different than like humanitarian or relief organizations. It's definitely both NGOs and they both do an element of humanitarian work. But when you're doing peace building, these are like 10 year processes because you're going into conflict regions, understanding that conflict is inevitable, but violence is a choice. So if there are ways to create a viable, sustainable society, then we're going to work towards that. Here's one thing I could tell you about the common ground approach is that peace is built at the speed of trust. And the common ground approach builds trust through cooperation, yielding results that endure because they have widespread buy-in. They also have what's called a bottom-up and top-down approach, which basically means you do grassroots and you talk to the uh, government. And change really only happens if you're doing both, if it's from the streets and from the offices. And they have access to both. It's pretty 40-year-old organization started by a journalist. It's Pretty dope. Common Grounds or their teams are 90% local. So like they're in 33 countries. Every place they are, again, the staff is 90% local. So you from these regions. And again, these are 10 years progress. You know, peace is built at the speed of trust. You know what I'm saying? So, and here's one thing they say, like they have this framework that they say, these are the five vital signs of a healthy society. Physical violence. Do you feel safe when you walk down the street? So like, do you feel safe when you walk down the street? Okay, then we're doing good. Agency. Does what you say matter or do you feel like the system is rigged? If you feel like the system is rigged, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't got no health. Uh, polarization. Are you stuck? Is there just an us versus them in everything? Institutional legitimacy. Can you trust the news? Do you trust the police? And sustainable resourcing. Would you rather invest your tax dollars in the prisons or youth empowerment programs? Where your money going? Do I trust my institution? Do I feel safe here? Are the resources allocated fairly? Are my voices being heard? Are there people being silenced? Is there gross polarization? If any of those things are there, then you don't have a healthy society, which alarm bells should be going off in your own ear right now because that's, it's us, fool. We don't have a, <laughs> we don't have a viable society. Now, we got debriefed on some different things they've done in different areas of conflict. They were in Myanmar and they made a reality show over there about a woman president that's pretty crazy. 
and uh, because you know we had a hard time with rape as a war weapon, right? Uh, and there were no female females running for office, so they started saying like, how could we spark the imagination of of allowing like female voices to be heard? So that's one thing they did. Uh, in other places, I think it was Nigeria, they created a soccer tournament with two feuding tribes. And again, now this wasn't Search's idea, it was the locals' idea. Like, what are ways we can make, we can spark dialogue among each other, you know? And, um, but ultimately they are in Israel and Palestine. We got offices in the West Bank. We're working on <sighs> relief and peace talks and humanitarian aid that's happening right there. So you could trust that your boy Prop is involved on the ground with the org I'm a part of actually trying to make this ceasefire happen, right? I mean, across the world, like, you know, across the world, we're all like, the shooting has to stop. But the question is, what's going to happen after they stop? And get this, based on mountains of verifiable, studied, and peer-reviewed evidence, even if your attitude is you are only in this for the safety and security of Israel, let's just say you that, like, you you, you not worry about Palestine at all. You only here for the safety of Israel. What Israel is doing verifiably guarantees more terrorism. When you just carpet bomb, when you respond with like a nation, nation's worth of army and destruction, you either solidify support for the people you're trying to eradicate or the group you're trying to eradicate, or you just create more. Your birth, they're making, their actions are making, there is so much evidence of this. Anyway, so that's where I was right before Christmas, sitting down with like people in the trenches, hearing from the streets, what's going on and how we can be involved. I'll drop a link as to like our website and how you can support. We got, I mean, we have a, a whole like merch store that are products from Afghani and Iraqi refugees. You supporting them directly. Like we really in the trenches. You can trust your boy props in the trenches. Now that's that. Let's get to Nikki Haley. Nikki not being that girl name, I, it's, which is a little bit of what I don't like about her also, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or Ted Cruz, your name is Raphael, okay? At least, at least Vivek is down to say his name, you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> Nigga Beto O'Rourke. Beto, you, you gonna go with that? Oh man, he's yeah, so corny, okay. Now, the polls is talking. If you could trust the polls, just like, you know, when you hear stuff like word on the street, like sometimes you could trust that, sometimes you can't. I personally feel like it's almost like a Yelp review. You have to feel really, really strong to leave a review. Like you either really love it or you really hate it. But most people just go in there, get their stuff and leave. But we all, but we all read them. I just don't know how effective they are. But the polls are saying she putting a whooping on Santos and everybody else. And by whooping, I still mean they just racing for second place, at least as of right now. Uh, like this is a fight for second, which is already just funny. Now, of course, anything can happen. You never know. But as of this point, she's surging in the poll. I think it's interesting to think about why she is. and. Have we seen this before? And that's what the rest of this show is about. So Nimarita Nikki Rondwana Haley, which is what that sister's name is, 
you like rep your hood. Anyway, she plays a, a a very unique role. Not a very unique role. Actually, her role she plays is a role. Why why I brought up Black Thought is a role that happens actually in pretty much. I mean, we could go on forever as, as to the role that she plays in almost all modern elections. She is what's called the factional candidate, right? And what that means is, this is the vocab I said I was going to give you. A factional candidate is the type of candidate that appeals to a very special faction of the party that's dissatisfied with the front runner. So in other words, it's the person that don't like mainstream. Everybody like this person, but you can see your little crew, y'all into the obscure for us as rappers, it's like, I mean, I get all the club, all the mumble rap stuff, but we in the lyrics. I want the lyrics, you know? So when you have a person like a Kendrick or a Cole who pops up and I'm like, that's a lyrical rapper. That person is like, okay, they're an oddity. They, they, they everything changes when it talks about somebody like that. But normally that's not the situation. The people that are into, like I, like I said in the beginning, you like your really obscure movies, like, uh, another one of those like moments that rarely happen is last year's Oscars, the everything everywhere all at once, like winning all that. That was an indie film that made everybody happy because that was an incredible movie. And it was also indie and it was very artistically integral. That don't be happening. Right. So I'm going to give you some examples. Even when the strongest of front runners is out front, everybody don't like Big Dog. I told you, Jay, Pac, Nas, Big M. Everybody not into that. It's a, it's people that are like, look, they still the number one. Like Drake is the, I mean, there's people that don't like it. People don't like him. There is always a crowd of people that's not into the mainstream. So who are these candidates? Bernie Sanders against Hillary. Bernie was a true believer. Like y'all remember that? Like Bernie bros, like that was like a thing, but he moved the conversation. People like Ron Paul moved the conversation. Jesse Jackson, back when I was a baby, that was a thing. Jesse Jackson was not just the first black dude to get onto this thing. You know, what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? Like he had like a real following among like liberal Democrats. And Nikki Nimrita has moved into this position. Now you would say to yourself, why the hell would you do that? Or tell me a little more about Nikki. So if you don't know who Nikki is, you know, well, you should by now. But if you don't remember, she was the governor of South Carolina. She was the lady that was the governor when the queen of black woman, Brie Newsom Bass, climbed up and pulled that Confederate flag from down the pole. Y'all remember that happened in 2016? And then Nikki Haley wanted a pat on the back where she said, OK, yeah, you're right. Keep it down. It's like half a this one. I'm like, don't get me wrong. This ain't a Nikki fan. That brown woman actually like. She actually allowed, I mean, you in, you in South Carolina, so you got to really be talking that whiteness to be <laughs> able to get, to be the governor up there? You Now, nah, fam, like, there's some things about your collective experience that some some of the math ain't mathing with you, but that's not, that's not what, that's why I'm not a fan, but that's not what I'm talking about here. Yeah, that line you got to draw if you trying to run for a Republican office where you got to be like, I've experienced racism, but racism isn't real. Like, I just don't, I don't understand how you go do that. But that's what they be trying to do. But she def did the bare minimum and <laughs> agreed that that Confederate flag has no business hanging out in front of your state office. Good for you. Then she became, you know, the ambassador to the UN under the Trump administration. And in her defense, she ain't really talk like Trump. 
I think in a lot of ways she didn't. She represented what we would call a neoconservative, which is a dying breed among the Republican Party, which is, again, a question as to, like, why would you do this? It would be it's the equivalent of me as prop still putting out records that are like lyrical. Who listens to lyrical? And I'm like, a lot of people listen to lyrical. And I still love the craft. I still love it. Anyway, so the neoconservative, that's, that's like the, the, the foreign policy hawk, the person that's like, we still believe that we are a shining light on a hill. It's our job to police the nation. So we're, we're, we're rooting out communism and fascism everywhere across the world. So anybody could get it. If there's anybody struggling, who, who need help? We ready to fight. Are we supposed to be everywhere? The ones that was like, we gonna invade Iraq. We gonna save Kuwait. You feel me? Like that's that's that neoconservative that's like, we got guns. Shit, lower taxes and shoot guns. Of course we gonna send money to Ukraine because Putin can suck it. We love Israel, right? Like that neoconservative. Trump, Trump them new, Trump the new version. And the new versions has taken over that the, the Republican Party. They 40%. The MAGA Republican is like, no, nah, nigga, they are historic or they are what we would call isolationists. It's like, no, nah, that's the whole America first thing, like nation first. Like, no, nah, nigga, like keep that money here. I'll, remember how he would say they not, he would say to the to NATO and the UN, y'all not giving enough. I want my money here. Like, no, nah, nigga, you, you, Ukraine, we try, we try to help you figure that shit out yourself. Now they not giving foreign aid up to Ukraine. They like, no, nah, we need to take care of our borders. Too many brown people here. <laughs> <laughs> we need to kick out all these colored folk. So that's that new isolation. It's like America, America. Ain't the only thing I have to do with America. You, you got all these immigrants coming here taking our jobs like isolationists. They mean just us. No new friends. And by new friends, I mean nobody melanated. <laughs> I don't hear them complaining about no Norwegian immigrants. But Nikki though, Nikki old school. She don't move like that. These new Republicans is also like hard headed. They hard headed on purpose. Y'all will call them extremists. They like, look, this the only way we moving. There is there no such thing as compromise is weakness. Nigga, no abortion. Like they just it's just like build a wall like they don't they not pragmatic. Now, them old school neoconservatives, they real pragmatic. They get in there. They wheel and deal. They try to figure out what's going on. And that's one of the things that's been an appeal to her, especially around the idea of abortion, where she was like, look, I'm pro-life. That's for me and my house, okay? But as far as like a federal ban, homie, like, all right, you know you're going to need 60% of the Senate. You're never going to get that shit passed. So like, let's find a consensus. Let's figure something out. And she's like, at least like, can we at least like, y'all talking about prosecuting women going to get abortions. Like, that's crazy. Like, come on, fam. Like, so she's very much a like, I feel you, but come on, fam. So that moderate kind of like, well, let's, Let's just, let's figure out what we can figure out. Now, caveat, when I say moderate and reasonable, let's, let's, let's remember that that bar is very low of what I mean by moderate and reasonable. So like, let's remember this, like, again, this ain't no stand page. It's just, it's in relation to her party. You feel me? It's something that y'all who in the Republican party, that's like, man, I'm not with all this mainstream MAGA shit. I like I like that underground. Y'all messing with her. She also has, oh, I don't know, experience. <laughs> she looking at you other niggas like y'all ain't never done this job. Like y'all don't know what the fuck you talking about. Like now 
in her defense, she right. Now, I don't agree with her conclusions often, but she's done the job, my nigga. Like, so in relation to them, again, if you in a room full of mumble rappers, anybody can be an incredible lyricist. So if you in a room full of <laughs> people like that, that that's on that stage, I mean, of course, of course you gonna sound brilliant. You feel me? And the way that she stand up to Vivek rhymes with cake, you know, like she not scared of that fool. And that is like music to a lot of people's ears. She sound reasonable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. 
empower the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Now, the final question, which is the one I want to answer right here, is like, I don't understand why anybody would run, period. Like, why would you, why have you not dropped out? You ain't the number one. Why would you do this? Knowing full well, you finna be second place. Because listen, the people I named, why didn't Bernie win? Why would you, why would anyone not try to be on the radio? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you make music and not try to be on the radio? Why would you not try to get a Grammy? Doesn't make sense. Why would you do something and not succeed? You look at the, you look at the Republican base, you like 40% of them is Trump fans. It is what it is. But let's get specific. Look at the Liz Cheney book. Liz Cheney's argument is, okay, let's examine that 40% though. There's a 40%, inside of that 40%, there's a group of them that's like, hell yeah, the cement has settled. It's calcified. This is who we are. We are true believers. This our savior. Let's go. There's another percentage in that group that's like, uh, I'm just, I don't like this shit, but I'm scared to say anything because I don't want to lose. And then there's another percent that's like, uh, he's kind of just our only choice. And until we get, there's a lot of things I don't like about him, but until, until convince me like that, like show me somebody else that could pull this shit off the way that we need this shit pulled off and I'll leave. Cause like, I, I really don't like this nigga. He's just our best bet. So even in that 40, there's a, there's a percentage. Now there's a 20% of the Republican party. That's like, like we cannot stand this fool. And then there's the rest of the 40% that's like, he's just annoying. But the part that has blown my mind is that like the, the 91 felonies hasn't changed nobody's mind. Like that's the part to me that I'm like, y'all don't, y'all don't care that this, he faces like, nigga might go to jail. Like y'all don't care. Now the problem with the, he's just annoying people. One would think that they're, you could actually convince them. And what I would bet is, again, using the music thing, you ask a Jay-Z fan, do they like the roots? They're going to be like, yeah, of course I do. Right? Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, but if, but Jay's married to Beyonce, nigga, like if they coming in town, you're going to that show. You're not going to go to the root show. You're going to that show. I, I get it. You could probably name way more Jay-Z songs can, than you can roots records. Most people listen to more than one genre and more than one artist. Like you can like a lot of artists, but the point I'm making is, the danger of what she's playing is the more pragmatic, the more she leans into the old school, neoconservative, hidden racism type shit, the more she stops appealing to that extra 40. She may chunk off a few of the 20 she might get. And then you got the 20 independents. You got the 20 percent of America that are independents that are like, uh, there's a part of Republicans that they would call them Biden curious, where they like, OK, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I like a little bit of what he be saying. And it's just I can't stomach this this Trump. I can't go through four more years of this. They're a possibility. But then there's the reality of this. Most of the country don't vote. <laughs> like I said, on the Yelp review, you got to feel real passionate to actually leave a review. Either you really love it or you really hate it. But that is not, that's what I'm saying about the polls. 
You got to feel really passionate about this. When you have to call some sort of utility service or any customer service line and they say, hey, will you stay on the line for a five minute brief survey? Nigga, no. Even if I hated it or if I loved it. No, I'm not staying. I got shit to do. I'm not staying. That's most of America. There are so many Americans that just don't vote. Why? Because they disillusioned. They like shit don't work. Everywhere on the news, especially if you're a Republican, everywhere on the news, all you hearing is like, well, it's dumb. Like it's it's already it's already Biden. It's already Trump. Like what it, what difference does it make? And speaking of which, yo, that's where Bernie messed up and and where the Democrats are messing up right now. Like they had all these people come out and vote for Bernie like turned out all these young voters. Think about this right now. The whole ceasefire situation. Everybody under 30 who put Biden in office is like, my nigga, I don't understand. We didn't vote because we was like, this is bullshit, but you sounded different. What the? F- you were supposed to, and you ain't delivered. So I'm not coming out next year. You want me to vote for you again? Forget it, bro. That's where they messed up. Maybe Nikki can snatch him up because they was like, nigga, Bernie ain't do shit. Bernie ain't say nothing about the ceasefire. This nigga Biden, like, what the, you just, I don't know. Whether you care about it or not, what she is banking on is that chunk might actually come out and vote. Because, again, they might be part of the party that's just like, I'm just, I I, I mean, she at least she sound reasonable. Again, I'm talking about they party. I have found... When people ask me, I have a lot of friends that are in other musical genres, like uh, my boy Chase Rice. He's a country singer, I believe it or not. A man, Drew Holcomb, you know, Americana dude. He played in the Macy's Day Parade. We we every once in a while exchange playlists. He knows Biggie. He knows Pac. I'm going to send him Jay Dilla. I'm going to send them Pharaoh. I'm sending them Black Thought. And what they come back and say is, oh, shit, this is an option? I thought I didn't really like hip hop. That's who she banking on. And lastly, I'm going to give you one more example of why this might be a viable strategy. Maybe she may not win, but why do it? Let me ask you this. What does Diana Ross, Jimi Hendrix, Katy Perry, Snoop Dogg, Queen, Nicki Minaj, Kiss, Chuck Berry, Brian McKnight, Journey, Depeche Mode, Beach Boys, Bjork, Janis Joplin, and Bob Marley have in common. Oh, and Tupac. And Sia. And Kiss. And ABBA. They've never won Grammys. They've been nominated. But they've never won. I need you to hear me again. Diana Ross has never won a Grammy. You can argue Bob Marley because he died young. But Sia? Swing from the chandelier lady? Chuck Berry, the creator of rock and roll? Diana Ross? Journey? Never won Grammys. Just because you the favorite. Don't mean you the best. These people on this list, they shaped music and culture as we know it. What was the point of Bernie Sanders? We're actually talking about universal health care. Climate change is actually on, is an issue. 
these people change narratives in a way that just being the most popular can't do. But if you have the off chance that maybe you might get it, because all of them were nominated. They just never won. I'm not in her office. She might actually have a plan. I don't understand. But sometimes people run just to force the conversation or they're banking on the next cycle. Because remember, this is a whole party strategy. It's not just that person. And then when you talk about like Coke brother money, they world shaping. That's the way they thinking. Or you might be betting on the fact that again, a lot of people just not voting. And like, maybe you could get in there. The point is just cause you in front don't you mean you the best? So, this is my argument. She is the black thought of Republicans. <laughs> this is no diss to black thought, who is arguably one of the greatest, like arguably one of the greatest rappers ever. I'm just saying in their subgroup, she's actually the most electable in the traditional sense. Because she even got Koch Brothers money. Like, that's absurd. It's gross, but it's absurd. She got it. So don't take my metaphor too far talking about, he called her black thought. That's his fact. Like, no, nigga, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying just because you the favorite. So you guys learned something new called a factional candidate. And they've been all through history. And um, they oftentimes have very real appeal. Rick Santorum, people really liked him. Like they have real appeal. You know, Ron Paul was like, he was doing great feel me but we shall see hood politics y'all all right now don't you hit stop on this pod you better listen to these credits i need you to finish this thing so i can get the download numbers okay so don't stop it yet but listen this was recorded in East Los Boyle Heights by your boy Propaganda. Tap in with me at prophiphop.com. If you're in the cold brew coffee, we got Terraform Cold Brew. You can go there.com <laughs> and uh, use promo code HOOD, get 20% off, get yourself some coffee. This was mixed, edited, and mastered by your boy Matt Osowski, killing the beat softly. Check out his website, mattosowski.com. I'm going to spell it for you because I know. M-A-T-T-O-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. MattOwsowski.com. He got more music and stuff like that on there. So go and check out the heat. Hood Politics is a member of Cool Zone Media. Executive produced by Sophie Lichterman. Part of the iHeartMedia Podcast Network. Your theme music and scoring is also by the one and only Matt Osowski. Still killing the beat softly. So listen. Don't let nobody lie to you. If you understand urban living, you understand politics. These people is not smarter than you. We'll see y'all next week. Today. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.